Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Billy Cunningham, the great American, coming up in about uh, one hour will be Brian Tome at Crossroads. And across Crossroads announced about three or four weeks ago right here that they were going to close uh, perhaps through the end of the year. And that's been confirmed. But I want to see what is happening at Crossroads. Then later on, I think Mike uh, DeWine, my friend and yours, the governor of this state, is going to have more announcements about what's going to happen after two because Governor Andy Bashir in Kentucky has uh, shut down all the bars and reduced restaurant capacity to 25%. And uh, for the next two weeks, to, to we see what happens. But until then, there's other problems in River City. That is your Cincinnati Reds. And uh, Jeff Brantley, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And uh, Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, Willie. How are you? I'm doing well. Can you give me the overview? Uh, this all started about a month ago, July 1st or so, is when the Reds uh, began their, their workouts. We're about to four weeks into it. And we anticipated a good start because of the schedule, how good the team was psychologically, mentally, can you give me an overview of the first four games and what lies there? What's happened good and what's happened bad? Well, I think, number one, from a, from a bad standpoint, uh, I think a lot of folks are very disappointed in the, in the record so far, a uh, one-in-three record after starting against the Detroit Tigers. I'm sure that the, the players and the, the coaches and manager David Bell probably feel the same way, a little bit disappointed. I think you, you look at the, the grand scheme of this, and I think all of all of us were talking about the first 15 ball games. That those are the most important, and there's still a, a tremendous amount of time to to remedy those first 15 games. You've got to put together the great pitching and the great hitting and the run scoring ability at the same time. I still believe, Willie, that this is an awfully good club. Yeah. I think they're going to win a lot of ball games. They've just got to put pitching and hitting together in the same game. Uh, last night, of course, I'm watching and listening. I'm lying in bed and I'm listening to the broadcast, and I'd lost hope after two innings. At fourth, fifth inning, all the opportunities, the Reds left on base, something like 12 or 14 runners, especially the seventh, eighth, ninth inning. And I, it was either you or it might have been Marty that said this team may go as far offensively as Joey Votto will take them. Well, we get the Joey Votto of 2016 and 17 or 18 and 19, and the early returns were good until last night. Is it still the case that for this team to live out their own manifest destiny, that Joey Votto's got to be one of the best hitters in baseball? Well, I don't know that, that Joey Votto has to be MVP caliber simply because he has a better supporting cast around him. But what I will say this about what I'm seeing with Joey Votto right now, I think he's swinging the bat as good as I've seen him before. Now, that's a, that's a key factor, especially when you don't have Moustakas in the lineup right now. I think the biggest issue for the Reds is the guys that are around Votto have got to swing the bat. You've got yeah. to have Suarez. You've got to have Castellanos. They've got to hit in big spots. And right now, if you, you take Suarez and take Votto in those spots last night, and obviously, and how about in the ninth inning, uh, they score two runs, they load the bases, and there's no hit. They, they, they don't have a hit whatsoever, and that was the key moment of the game for, for Votto. And, and 
to actually get it done and he didn't get it done back to back. Do you see something in Suarez that needs to be fixed or that is that something going to be working? Of course, in the good old days, we played 162 games. You kept him in there. But at this point, if Suarez doesn't hit, the Reds are in deep trouble. No, I, I think I think all of this is going to iron itself out. I think that additionally, starting the, this season with all of the hype that surrounded this club, uh, I think there are some guys on the team that are trying to put a little bit too much pressure on themselves. I will say this about Votto last night with the bases loaded. He was the final out of the ball game, but I don't know that you could hit the ball any harder than what he hit. I mean, right. he hit an absolute line drive to center field. If he'd hit a blooper, uh, you win the ball game, but he hit a rocket and he just happened to hit it to a very good center fielder in Al Moore Jr. Is there some sense that uh, the next two or three games, when I, when I, I had the standings pulled up, uh, the Reds are in last place, but they're two games out of first. They could win the next two games against the Cubs and be tied for first place. And, and, and in a sense, the Reds are now three and nine. Each game's worth about 2.7, so they're, they're like three and nine. And if they were three and nine, it would be, oh, my gosh, right now they're one and three, and it's, oh, my gosh. But because everything is compressed, last night I also had a good takeaway because uh, we saw the debut of a couple of players that I thought were excellent, uh, excellent on the mound. And I'm looking at a guy who comes up, uh, Antone does a fabulous job on the mound, and now I'm looking at a guy coming up, Stevenson, that hits the first bat hits a home run. So yeah, give me one or two positive takeaways from last night. Well, I, I I think you just said it. You look at what T.J. Anton was able to do. Um, I think that the biggest key for me, Willie, was watching this club battle back. Yeah. I mean, you're down yeah. basically seven nothing with John Lester on the mound. You didn't get a hit through the first five innings, but yet you gave yourself a chance not only in the seventh inning, but then again in the ninth to put this game away. Uh, it, it's just got to be able to, somebody's got to be able to step up and, yep. and kind of carry the torch, be the person that gets the big hit at the big moment. Do we know at this point about Moustakas and Senzel? Uh, last night on the broadcast, Senzel was available to play in a sense, but I don't think it was in the stadium. But Moustakas, there's radio silence. Can you relate anything publicly about those two? I think all we know is that they both were not feeling well. And uh, if you're placed on that, 10-day injured lists, usually uh, without any injury that's been reported, that, that usually means you, you've, got, you've tested positive or you don't feel good or there's something, some kind of sickness going on there. Sinzel's not on that list, but yet he still wasn't in the lineup to play. So uh, at this point, I, I think you're going to have to play the next 10, 12 days without either of those guys, and you just got to figure it out. Right, and they have a lineup today. I would, I would think Shogo is going to play tonight. This is Cubs riding. I like to see him go against Lester as a left-handed hitter. Going against Lester is not the same thing as going against other left-handers. I think Lester is in the October of his baseball years. Has a great career with World Series rings, and he's a gamer. But he's not quite the same as facing other left-handers. Don't you want to see Shogo in there a little more? And I think that we will, Willie. I think the biggest issue for David Bell right now is trying to ease Akiyama into this United States baseball and all the hype that is surrounding him and in his country. And, and I think that David's doing it in the right way, but Shogo is really going to be the one that determines whether he plays both against righties and lefties in his performance as the better that he does, the more you're going to have to put him in the lineup. Jeff Brantley, let you and I talk philosophically about winning and losing. I, I go back to your days <laughs> at Mississippi state with thunder and lightning. Big pen on those guys. And when you guys teed it up in the SEC, should have won the national championship, but 
the ball didn't bounce the right way. You guys played every game thinking, okay, we're going to win this baseball game. We'll find a way to win. In the 1990s, that the Reds had great success. And when the Reds played in the 1990s on that team, Jeff Brantley and uh, the Larkins and, and the Davises and, uh, and Jose blaming on Riho and all the rest, you guys thought you were going to win. I have a sense with this ball club. When I played amateur baseball with Thomas Funeral Home, we had a sense we were going to win every game. Even though we were down, we had a sense we were going to win because we won. Now, at this point, do you have a sense the Reds believe they're going to win based upon the last several years in which they've had repeated losing seasons? In fact, for the last 15 seasons, the Reds have had three winning seasons in 15 years. And so the last few years has been somewhat dry. Do you think this ball club goes to the tonight? They're going to get out there at first pitch about 640. Do you think they believe like the Mississippi State Bulldogs believe we're going to win tonight? Because I have a sense they look for a reason to lose instead of a reason to win. I think ultimately for any club that wins on a regular basis, there has to be a refusal to lose, a killer instinct, if you will, when you come to the ballpark. And, and that has to emanate from you to the next guy to the next guy. And, and I think that's how you play team sports and you have success in team sports. You can't come to the ballpark and say, well, you know, we should win today because yeah. the stats say this, or we should win because we've got this guy in the lineup. Sometimes, my God, you just got to get out there and get it done. And that happens with winning ball clubs. Someone said in the hallway, well, we need we need Barry Larkin. We need Derek Jeter. We need Riho. We need somebody going out there, Eric Davis. We need somebody said, we're going to win. Well, we're going to win tonight. And, I, and the leaders of the ball club, whether it's Suarez, who doesn't have a hit yet, or Votto that's failed twice in a row. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grow. Those guys have got to lead by example to say, get on my back, I'm going to carry you. When thunder and lightning appeared, you knew you were going to win the baseball game. And Brantley came on in the mound. Damn it, we're going to win. Do the Reds have a thunder and lightning attitude? Well, I think they have to develop that attitude in order to make this happen. And I think that comes with winning ball games. And I think right now, Willie, you've got so many new guys in there. You're trying to kind of feel your way. But you don't really have time to gel. You've just got to figure it out and make it happen. Well, tonight's big. Maley's on the mound, and we'll see what happens. Now, lastly, can you describe emotionally, psychologically, what's happening when you go to the ballpark and everything is different. All of us are creatures of habit. You've spent, I don't know, 15 years as a Reds announcer. There was a way you went to the ballpark, got on the elevator, went upstairs, checked in, back to the field, in the dugouts, at the batting cage, in the dressing room, back up, get a snack with the Yid man, go in and do it. Everything is disrupted. Can you talk? tell Reds, long-suffering Reds baseball fans Chemically, what is it like at GABP? Well, I'll explain it to you like this. You've been on a business road trip, and you've been gone for a week. Uh, you're ready to come home. You're ready to see your wife and kids. You get to the house. You open the door, and there's nobody there. <laughs> That's what it feels like.
just things are off. But it's off for both yeah. ball clubs. Right? It's, all for, it's all for everybody. But that's why this game is so important from a mental standpoint. You have to figure out a way to overcome the obstacles. Uh, Jeff Brantley, here's the here's the big big question. Your former colleagues at ESPN this morning, when I watch them and I watch Fox Sports, there's a sense of dread because the Marlins, I guess the three or four more Marlins baseball players tested positive. It looks like the Phillies have come up clean. The Yankees are still waiting. Is there a sense that we're waiting for something really bad to happen instead of something good in baseball with COVID-19? Well, I think that there is that sense, but I mean, let's be honest with all of this, Willie. There is nothing about that that we can control individually. The only thing that we can control is what we do and what kind of actions that we have in our individual businesses and our efforts. That's what we control. Yeah, we can control things. You know, it's kind of the serenity prayer that that you pray God to give you the courage, the things in life you can change, and, and you ask for God for the for the patience to accept things in life you cannot change, and you want the wisdom to know the difference. And, and all this stuff with COVID-19 and all the media coverage and the media waiting for something bad to happen to report on, none of that, nobody can control that. You can control what's happening between the white lines, but you can't control what, what DeWine's going to say at 2 o'clock in a couple hours. You can't control if some, somebody else pulls up dirty. Uh, Anthony Rizzo said a couple days ago he didn't want to come to Cincinnati. Uh, because there was a positive test here, and and, and that's a problem. And, and so psychologically, so much of athletics at the highest level is, is am I ready to play? Am I mentally alert? And it looks like the Reds, uh, I'm waiting for a Mike Trout or someone to say, you know what, I'm done, I'm going home. Uh, one-third of the New England Patriots football team said, uh, we're not going to play football this year. And, and, uh, you, and UC or Alabama football doesn't know if they're going to be a season. NFL are going through four or five days this week of testing to determine if there's going to be a football season. And so you look at all this, and things are, th- things are disjointed, but you can't control those things, and you want the serenity prayer to get through life. But, uh, Jeff Brantley, for long-suffering Reds baseball fans, what message do you have this afternoon to say it's going to be okay? Well, you don't really know what tomorrow is going to bring. We're not always guaranteed the extra moment. But what you can control is what you have today. Make it the best you can. Jeff Brantley, you're the best there is. May God bless you and God bless your Cincinnati Reds. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. All right, let's continue with more. And your comments, if any, at 513-749-7000. So much of life is how you approach it mentally, how you approach it psychologically, how you think things are many times becomes the way things are in fact. And, and so it just seems like uh, there's a note off that you're not quite there, that the every putt that you make lips out and that things are, I'm waiting for something bad to happen instead of praying that good things occur. And, and as Jeff Brantley said, we can't control what's going to happen uh, in this area of life. We simply have to live our lives the best way we can today. I know in the last 15 seasons, the Reds have had three winning seasons in 15. And going back to 1885, which is a long time ago, Long time ago, 100, 100, I don't know, 130 years ago, there's never been a 15-year period where the Reds have not won more than three winning seasons out of 15. And so this was the year that Bob Castellini did it all. Listen to everybody. Got the best team together we've had in the last 10 years. And there was an anticipation that uh, they were going to get off to a good start because those first 10 games, six are against the Tigers, who we thought were terrible and uh, four with the Cubs, who didn't do a lot in the offseason. 
But things can turn around the next three nights, and if they do, the Reds could be in first place. So let's continue with more of your reaction, plus what's going to happen with the governor at two, what's going to happen with Brian Tome at one, plus my comments are next at your home of the Red Lakes. Airtime is about uh, 540 tonight to first pitch about 640. At your home of the Reds, I'm a Reds fan through and through on News Radio 700 WLW. I say release the Kraken. Time for the mortals to pay. At some point, we're going to have to understand that the Red Legs have got to have the eye of the Tiger. They got to have what Mississippi State had with the Bulldogs, with Thunder and Lightning. They got to have what the 1990 Reds had uh, with Larkin, Jose, blame it on Rio, Danny Jackson, uh, Duncan, uh, Benzinger. They got to release the Kraken at some point. It's been 30 years, 30 years of suffering in the wilderness, long-suffering Reds baseball fans waiting to arise. And at some point, whether it's Suarez or Vado, at the crunch time, they must perform. And you just can't use excuses anymore. It's got to happen. And I almost feel sorry for Bob Castellini. How do you feel sorry for a billionaire? I, I, I like the guy, and he wants to win. He said in 05. In fact, Matt Steinman recorded it and keeps using it against him, which is we're just not going to lose anymore. And he, he tries. He does his best. He hires the best he can buy at every position, whether it's Walt Jockety or whether it's hiring Tom Brenneman, bringing back Jeff Brantley. He hires the best and the brightest. He spent $165 million in the offseason in a year that's going to lose tens of millions of dollars. All the guy wants to do is win, win, and win, which he does his entire life, except when it comes to owning the Reds. And he can't hit. Bob Castellini can't pitch. Bob Castellini can't catch baseballs. Bob Castellini can't take uh, like Irvin did in the ninth inning. He uh, swung at ball four, which would have tied the game, and almost hit him in the chin. It's unbelievable. But we deserve better. But let's you and I sit and counsel together on unrelated matters. Unlike many radio talk show hosts, I deal with facts and try to get away from the hyperbole as much as I can. And so uh, this morning, watching some of the morning coverage of uh, COVID-19 and where we are, one of the lead national stories was the fact that in Kentucky, the Commonwealth, that uh, the Governor Bashir, Andy Bashir, is uh, eliminating all the bar service for the next two weeks and really cutting back occupancy in restaurants from 50%, cut it in half to 25%, which guarantees bankruptcy. Uh, no business can say, okay, I'm going to be completely closed Then I'm going to open for 50%. Then I'm going to go back to 25%. And then we'll see in two weeks. Might go back to 50. We might open the bar. We might close the restaurant. We might sell chicken wings. We we, we have the inventory. We got to throw it all out. And we have to get it back in. We have people scheduled. Now that's going. No business can operate that way. It's not the way to run a railroad. And so facts ought to drive public policy. And they do not. Every time I watch CNN... I think America is obviously the worst place in the world to have COVID-19. There's nothing right going on. Trump can do nothing right. Obama could do nothing wrong. When Eric Holder said, you know, uh, I am uh, the president's wingman. I'm Obama's wingman. I'm going to protect him. The media just nodded and said, saying, that's great. When, when Bill Barr testifies that uh, I'm the attorney general for all the people and I look after the president, but my job is to protect the American people, they viciously attack Barr from maybe doing the same kind of stuff that Eric Holder did with Obama. One was complimented, the other criticized. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's how you look at it. And so if you watch the media now, it's Florida, Texas, and Arizona because they're controlled by Republican governors that are getting all the action. So I pen these numbers down and keep those locked in your mind. Florida and the state of New York have the same number of residents, which is about 20 million for easy figuring. Florida and New York have the same number of human beings living in each state. Now, Florida's budget is 50 percent of New York's budget with the same number of people. Why? I have no idea, but that's the way things are. In the great state of Florida, for example, there's been a total as of this morning deaths of 6,119 according to uh, the uh, Johns Hopkins, 6,119. And the general population, that is 28, 28 per 100,000. Half are in nursing homes, which means in the general population, you're down to 14. So the total is 28 deaths in Florida out of 100,000 Floridians. Half in nursing homes, which means there's 14 deaths in the general population. Texas is in the crosshairs of the media, too. Texas has 20 deaths per 100,000, half in nursing homes, which means in the general population, those generally walking around the state of Texas, the answer is 10 out of 100,000. 10. Matt Steinman, is that a crisis? He says if you're one of the 10, it's a crisis. But if you're one of the other, what, uh, 99,990, it's not, it's not a crisis. Arizona, at this point, has 3,400 deaths. So if I take totally the the population of Florida, Texas, and Arizona, Texas has about 30 million, Florida about 20 million, Arizona about seven. The answer is 57 million residents, 57 million. How does that compare to, say, the state of uh, New Jersey? New Jersey, where the Governor Murphy is often complimented, New Jersey has a residency of 9 million. So one state, New Jersey, has 9 million. Three states, Florida, Texas, and Arizona, and the crosshairs in the media, has 56 million, which is seven times. So Florida, Texas, and Arizona have seven times more residents than one state of New Jersey, seven times. However, New Jersey has significantly more deaths in New Jersey than those three states put together. The three states put together, Florida, Texas, and Arizona, has 14,500 deaths. New Jersey has 15,800, significantly more. Forget about New York. They're off the charts as far as deaths. Uh, Deaths in New York are 33,000. 
which uh, are uh, two and a half times the rate of death in Florida, Texas, and Arizona combined. So by those standards, you hate to use numbers when it comes to human life, but the media does it all the time. And in reality, America is doing well compared to other industrial countries. But you don't hear that from the media either. I have the statistics here from the World Health Organization, also statistics.com. These are the deaths to case ratios. As far as deaths to case ratios, in other words, confirmed cases, you have COVID-19, what percent die? At this point in America, it's 3.5%, and that is going down. The more testing that is going and the fewer deaths that occur because of the new testing, this began at 7%, it's now down to 3.5%. As far as the countries doing the best, they are Iceland and Israel. They have less than 1% of those infected die. In Iceland and Israel. Israel, by any standard, always does a great job. So all in, America is more or less in the middle of the pack, tending toward the top with, with a fatality rate of 3.5%. Between 1% and 2% is Australia, Slovakia, New Zealand, Luxembourg doing a good job. 2 and 3% South Korea, Turkey, Latvia, Chile, Norway. Between 3 and 4%. Is United States of America, Colombia, Estonia, Poland, and Austria doing worse than America at four to five percent? Germany, Finland, Denmark, and Greece between five and six percent fatality rates. Switzerland, six and seven is Ireland. Seven and eight is Sweden and Canada. Canada is doing a terrible job. Spain is ten percent fatality rate. Mexico eleven, Netherlands eleven, France fourteen, Italy fourteen, Belgium fifteen, United Kingdom fifteen point three is at the bottom. So. Uh, you put it all in, America is 18th among the 37 democratic first world countries. So we'd rather be in the top 10, but we're kind of in the middle, and we're equal to Japan as far as infection rate and those kinds of things. More information, more facts available for you. But by any fair estimate, if you live in Kentucky, Ohio, or Indiana, especially Kentucky, for the first time since this thing began, Kentucky is now approaching the deaths of the seasonal CDC 10-year average, which is 707 deaths. By any fair standard, Kentucky is doing a very good job holding down the fatality rate, along with Ohio and Indiana. Take out Indianapolis, which is a city-state all its own. Indiana is doing extremely well. But in Ohio, Ohio's had 3,000, uh, I'm sorry, 3,400 deaths, which is uh, 28 per 100,000 in Ohio, 70% of nursing homes. So in the general population, it's approximately eight deaths per 100,000 in the state of Ohio. You run the numbers. Well, well under, well less than one hundredth of 1% of Buckeyes have died of COVID-19. Think about that number. Under, I can't take one and divide it by 100 pieces. But if you do that, it is less than that in the state of Ohio, less than that in the state of Kentucky, and close to that in the state of Indiana. And in the entire country, there's about, say, 150,000 deaths. 1% of the American people, 1% is 3.3 million. One-tenth of 1% is 330,000. So all, the, all, all states in this union, well under one-tenth 
of 1% of Americans die of COVID-19. Under one-tenth of 1%. Here in the tri-state, it is under one-hundredth of 1%. And this is, what, six, seven months into it. And we're close to getting a vaccine. We have therapeutics. We have treatment for it. Compare this to what's happened in the past when it comes and when it comes to outbreaks, and and the list is long, but I just took the uh, HIV AIDS pandemic, which was 2005 and 2012. 36 million died around the world, including roughly 400,000 Americans. Uh, before that was the flu pandemic of 1968. You might recall 1968, Matt Diamond. In 69, a little thing called Woodstock took place. There was a couple stories in the New York Times. About 110,000 died in the uh, flu pandemic. It's called the Hong Kong flu in 1968. In today's population, that would be 250,000. Did anybody quit playing baseball in 1968-69? Grant says yes. Were the schools all shut down in 68 and 69? Did everyone go home? Absolutely not. The media informed us as to the risks and we got back to work. 1968, in today's population, that would be about a quarter of a million. Go back to the mid-1950s, the Asian flu. Death toll was 2 million. 70,000 died in America. Today's numbers, that would be a quarter of, about a quarter of a million died. 56, 57, 58. Uh, public was notified what to do, what not to do. And, of course, to compare to the flu pandemic of 1918, 1919, 675,000 Americans died, which is 2.2 million. And who won the World Series in 1919? That would be the Reds. Do they play baseball? Absolutely. Did people go to work? Absolutely. Did people go to school? Absolutely. Did businesses open? Absolutely. We're going to keep dealing with the flu, whether it's the Hong Kong flu, the Asian flu, HIV, cholera, whatever it might be, diphtheria. For the rest of our life, we're going to have illnesses like this. This is the first time in American history that politicians have reacted the way they've reacted. With less problems in 1956, 58, things were much worse. In 68, 69, things were much worse. And in 1918, 1919, they were much worse. When you read the articles from the Post, from the Time Star, or from the Inquirer, stories about that there was a bad strain of the flu running around. And no one even suggested in 1968, 1969, that somehow we're not going to open up school. I was in, I was at Xavier. I was there. And uh, we were informed by Father Brueggemann and Father O'Connor and Benish and Schmidt. You know, there's a bad strain of the flu going around. Be careful. But nobody suggested, well, let's shut down. Let's shut down Xavier. We can't go to NKU. Businesses, bars, restaurants, stop it all. And the Americans living then had much worse consequences than those living today. What's the difference? It's the politicalization of a virus, weaponizing it for one purpose or another. You and I both know what it is. Nobody said in 1956, 57, and 58, when the Asian flu was here, and it was much worse than it is today, that Eisenhower was hauled up before committees and drilled about what he's doing about the Asian flu. 68, 69, whether it was Johnson or Nixon, there were media stories about it, but a little thing called Woodstock went on. And it wasn't a, you deal with illnesses. 
under one hundredth of one percent of Ohioans and Kentuckians are going to die of this. And the majority of those have compromised conditions, which does not mean you don't worry about it. You mean you protect yourself. When Bashir talks about saving life, well, hell, quit selling cigarettes. Quit growing tobacco. Put governors on cars that go 10 miles an hour. You're going to save 50,000 lives every year automatically. We've lost our minds. This thing will happen again every 5, 10, 15 years. A new strain of a flu or a new strain of a virus arrive. And guess what? We deal with it. This is the first time in American history we dealt with it this way. All right, let's continue. I'm going to get your reaction. And I'm sure at 2 o'clock, Mike's under pressure. Mike DeWine's going to crack down. I'm getting distant thunder that he, he may do similar things to what Bashir has done, which makes no sense. No sense. If you want to save life, Andy, quit growing tobacco products in Kentucky. Get rid of car travel. Drain all the swimming pools. Many more kids drown than are going to die of COVID-19. Get rid of the lakes and the ponds. Drain them all. That'll save lives. Now let's continue with your comments. 513-749-7000 if a line becomes available. Tonight, Reds baseball kicks off about 540. Maybe they can win a game and get a key hit. At your home of the Reds, News Radio 700, WLW. Coming up in about one hour is uh, Brian Tome's good friend, Governor Mike DeWine. 540 tonight, Reds baseball kicks off again. But until then, the Reverend, the right Reverend Brian Tome, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Brian Tome of Crossroads, how are you? William, I am great. I I wish the governor was my good friend. I wish I'd met the governor, but I have not met him. uh, Wait a minute, I can set that up. You want to talk with him? Oh, man, I think enough people are giving him Council. I don't think I would help him at all. Well, we're back friendly again because we got sideways for a couple months, but now uh, we've talked off the air, and he's coming on with me whenever I want. I'm going to get him on at some point here. He's on a lot anyway. I want to probe his mind to see what he's thinking because the fatality rate in Ohio is well under one hundredth of one percent. That uh, the fatality rate in Kentucky is well less than one hundredth of one percent by historical models and standards. Uh, we're doing a fabulous job in making sure that few people catch it, and when they do catch it, they are treated. 99.8% of the people who contract it survive, unlike many other flus and viruses. You might recall that in 1968, 1969, 110,000 Americans died of the Asian flu, and there was a couple articles in the New York Times saying, be careful, but in today's numbers, that'd be 200,000. Churches didn't shut down. Schools didn't shut down. Businesses didn't shut down. We simply got on a life. I was at Xavier at the time, and I can recall, you know, be careful, there's a nasty strain of the virus out there. You can recall 1918, 1919, uh, when uh, the Doughboys came marching home from World War I, 675,000 Americans died of the Spanish flu, which equates to 2.2 million Americans today. No businesses shut down. No schools didn't shut down. People got on with their life. So can you tell me, 
Well, I would be interesting. First of all, before you ask me, I would be interesting if you ask Governor DeWine, I think one of the interesting points he brought up that I'm not sure how I feel about it was equating coronavirus, COVID-19, to Spanish flu. Remember that in that press conference a couple weeks ago? He yeah. said, uh, yeah. that's a, that seems like a stretch to me. I mean, President Trump, his, uh, his grandfather, walked home from, uh, from being out one night. He had a cough. The next morning he was dead. I mean, that, that was Spanish flu. That's serious. I mean, that was awful. I have it. Uh, Spanish flu uh, began 1918-1919 and uh, killed about 50 million Americans of the 500 million affected in uh, 1918 pandemic. So 10 percent mortality rate. Mortality rate for the for this flu is something less than three uh, percent. When when separated, uh, what happened? Uh, but why it was so bad? That flu previously only killed juveniles and the elderly already weakened. It began striking down hardy, completely healthy young adults who would go to work in the morning healthy and return, and they would die at night. And 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 when that happened, 1918, 1919, I've read some of the Inquirer stories and the Post. We had several newspapers at the time. Well, There was never an effort by the governor or the president. At that point, you might recall Woodrow Wilson was in the White House to react to it other than to say, be careful. So what has happened mentally and what you're doing is consistent at Crossroads to what many other institutions are doing. You're not the Lone Ranger. Uh, Try to get communion at a Catholic church is difficult. Catholic churches are largely emptied out. You you can't go there. The malls, stores on. So what you're doing is similar. to. uh, So what's happening mentally between 1918, 1956 with the so-called Asian flu that killed a lot more Americans than are dying with this. Eisenhower was in the White House. No, No one shut down anything. And then 68, 69 was pretty serious. And we didn't react the way we're reacting now, even though these conditions are much better than those other pandemics. Why are we doing that? Well, I think we know more scientifically now than we did back when. I mean, we're, we're a bit more intelligent. That's, of course, that's a big thing, Bill. I mean, who, who knows what the numbers would be right now if we were acting the way everyone acted in 1918? We, we right. didn't understand this thing. That, that, that's, that's the black hole we're running against. But as a leader, we, I, I'm, I'm processing a couple things. One is that we just don't know how bad it would be if leaders of institutions weren't taking the measures we're taking right now. Oh, shoot, you know, 14 uh, – 14 Marlins, the baseball team came down with it, you know, just, uh, right. you know, yesterday, the other day. I mean, I'll tell you what, when, when Major League Baseball, the NCAA, the NFL, the NHL, who exist to make money, that's why they don't exist to entertain us, they exist to make money. When they're shutting down their seasons, that says something. So I think as leaders, we just, we don't want to put people needlessly in harm. That's one aspect. The second aspect, Bill, is as a leader, you can only take people as far as they want to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, any kind of leader, a counselor. A counselor can only take somebody who's got issues as far as they want to go. And our governor and CEOs, whoever the pastors, we can only take people as far as they want to go. And people, for whatever reason, valid, blowing out of a portion, uh, I think it's highly, highly valid, are very, very afraid, very, very afraid, and do not want to go out into the world. They, they, just, they do not want life to get back to normal. They, they, they don't want it. They fear it. That's, that's just where the statistics are. That's where people, people, people are on this. And, yep. Um, yep, no question. We've got to react to that, you know? And you were too young, but in 68, 69, when we had 
the, the most recent pandemic of a serious quality that affected everybody. Other stuff. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What was going on? The Vietnam War was going on. Riots in the cities were going on. And so this was just one other disaster that happened, but it wasn't covered as a disaster. It was covered as a flu. And right now this is covered differently. If social media did not if social media existed then the way it does now, probably be completely different. And may I use the term only 150,000 Americans have died. If you're one of the 150,000, it's a total loss. But compared to other pandemics, it's much less because of what we've done, which is shutting things down. And at a crossroads, if you would say, okay, we're opening up in September, you all hell would break loose. <laughs> the population probably wouldn't accept it at crossroads. And those who did come there and got sick, you'd be blamed for the death or the injury. Well, not only would all hell break loose in culture, which that's a whole other sociological event I'd love to talk to you about sometime. Not only would there be unbelievable peer pressure, but we would be spending all of our staff resources, all of our volunteer resources, all of our energies on, you know, fumigating, on cleaning, on masks, on enforcing six feet apart, on all. We'd be turning our Sunday morning ministry model upside down. And we'd be doing it for about 20% of people who used to come to Crossroads. So it's just not a good division of labor. We, we've got to put our labor elsewhere. I think that, uh, I, I think that this is a permanent change, Bill. You said that. You said that. Months ago. Permanent change. It is. It's permanent. I said it months ago, and I'll say it again. You know, right now, you know, remember bird flu and SARS? Right. There, there's still no, yeah, there's still no vaccines for those. No, there isn't. There, there's no. So this one, who knows if there's going to be a vaccine for this ever. We, we keep hoping out hope, but we keep hoping there's going to be a vaccine. But it's going to be a while. This, this sucker is going to be around. And, and America is so afraid of this thing that I don't see our fears just going away in a month. I don't see people, Americans going, okay, it's ridiculous. Let's get back. I, I don't see that. I, I, I see us staying in this hunker down thing. And, and I'm personally, Bill, I'm – I'm done fighting that. I really am. I've uh, you just sometimes you just can't fight reality. This is the reality. This is where the majority of the country is. And so, as a leader, I've got to lead where I can take people. All right now, uh, I got a text about you. You made these comments two or three months ago, and I recall what you said. It changes everything. Religion. The present presentation will be different. I got a text from someone that says, "Well, if Brian Tone believes in God, why doesn't he put himself in the hands of God?" And if there is a God, he'll make sure the crossroads has no infections and Brian Tome doesn't believe. How would you respond to that? First, I would respond, you're a butthead. 
I wish I knew you so I could just look in your face and tell you're a butthead. That's the first, that's the first way I respond. Second way I respond is, do you wear seatbelts? Do you, do you, do you take eight hours of sleep a night? Do you, do you wear a, a helmet when you're on a motorcycle? Do, do you take a vaccination for the flu? I just know, know somebody, they got normal flu and they lost a leg from the flu. Do you, I mean, these are these basic safety measures. You could take basic safety measures and not have an unbelief in God. And, and if, if anyone wants to put their man card out there and talk about courage and putting their faith in God, I'll put my, I'll put my man card out there any day. Are you kidding me? I, I always chuckle, like, what, what risks have you taken in your life, really? You're going you're to tell me or somebody who's trying to lead an organization who actually has lives that we're stewarding, that we're somehow not doing it right. Go lead something sometime and then see, see how your philosophies work out. 100 percent because when you're the leader it's easy to be a critic critics are wonderful i got the dump button if i say something wrong or god forbid you say something wrong i can hit the dump button however in life when you don't have a dump button and you don't have a redo and you make one decision and lives are in your hands put yourself in that position and tell me you do something different than brian tome that's what i want to tell him yeah right i mean it's 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 leading is different than philosophizing, and we've got a lot of people who are philosophizing about things, but until, until you have people on payroll, until people are putting their life in your hands, until your, your decisions have massive consequences on families, it's a, it's a burden and it's a, it's a Rubik's Cube that you just can't understand. And I, I believe in God wholeheartedly. I put huge trust in him. I give a huge percentage of my money away. I, I, I support people personally who are in poverty, massive. I do that when I don't have as much savings because I'm trusting in God. I have life insurance policies because people who ride motorcycles like I do or people who bungee jump like I have or people who have ridden cars have died. And so I have an insurance policy that my, parent, my, my family can be taken care of. That's not that's not, not trusting God. That's being a mature adult who's trying to lead and take care of others. All right, so when you see crossroads, my use of the term back to normal, I would assume at some time next, a year from now, a year and a half from now, or does it ever get back to normal, whatever the hell normal is? Well, I, I want it to be back to normal. I want, I want it to be back to was a, a, a year ago. I, I want to be able to get up on Sunday mornings and go and preach the full rooms and get the energy of a room. I, I want to be able to hug people that I see randomly on the street and oh, I am. give them a hug and encourage. I, I want it to get back to normal. I do. I, we've, we've announced across crossroads we're not going to meet in a physical building through the end of 2020. The reason why we did that was I just don't see this thing changing in the next few months, and we need to be putting our resource and our energy someplace that can actually make a difference instead of just twiddling our thumbs and waiting for things to go back to normal. So I think through the end of 2020, we've announced, Bill, I think it's going to be longer than that. I hope it isn't. I'm ready to move on a dime. I really am. You just look at where America is. Americans are freaked out. Have you ever taken the anagram, Bill? The anagram? Yeah, anagram. It's like the hot, it's the hot personality test that's been around for, no, no. it's huge. It's, I mean, everyone is, seems to be a huge fan of this thing. It basically, it basically divides people into uh, eight categories. There's the artist, there's the leader, there's the um, relational person. There's like, there's like eight of them or so. And, and it's been around for generation after generation. It's, it's actually a pretty impressive test. 
And one of the one of the um, and accurate one of the uh, categories is a six. When you come out to be a six, you are someone who likes order. You like control. You're and you also have a higher than normal level of fear or anxiety. This would be your this would be your your accountants. But you want them to have order, and you want them right. to yeah. you want them to be a little you want them to be freaked out that, that uh, yes. you're going to get audited, right? Yeah. This would be school teachers who want who want order and all this stuff. You need them to have a little fear so that your kids aren't you know getting hurt in the playground. Fifty percent, I'm told, so I just went through a whole assessment on this. Fifty percent of Americans test out as a six. So fifty percent of Americans on a good day are driven by fear. And have high, high caution. That's fifty percent of Americans. And those fifty percent of Americans, they're married to somebody else. And that person they're married that person yeah. they're married to, they've got to do what that six, that number six wants because they're trying to meet their needs. So I'm it's just another data point where I'm saying, you know, seventy five percent of America is very, very content or okay to have these level of restrictions. And whatever my personal bent is, leaders have got to lead in the midst of that reality. Uh, it was hard for me to put on a mask. It was hard for me to hand sanitize. I wash my hands all the time anyway, but to do this. But a few months ago, I put it on my blog. I said, look, I'm not sure is the resolution. I have the experts on that say most of the COVID-19 particles come through most of the masks anyway. No one's following the proper protocol on how to wear it, when to wear it, how to put it on. You talk to OR nurses and they tell you the protocols are pages long about how to handle a mask. And then obviously there's a little bit of contention with me that you have to conform you, you have to submit but but i decided if it helps to save a couple lives if it communicates the idea we got to be serious about this i'll wear a mask i put it on my blog maybe i'd be a six or a seven or a three i'm not sure what it is but whatever it is if the government or experts tell me it may assist probably not to wear a mask fauci said wearing a mask doesn't make any sense in march now we have to wear a mask if you don't wear a mask now you might be locked up for 90 days in Ohio, which is I, no one has been, but you're eligible to do it. Every now and then you lower your head and say, look, I don't have all the answers. They're telling me to do this. I'm, it's not going to hurt me to do it. It may help somebody else, and I submit. And so I would, uh, I would say to those who are criticizing Brian Tome at Crossroads that you're a scaredy cat. You don't want to confront it. If you believe in God, God will take care of you. I think God helps those who help themselves. And, and by leading, uh, you could not imagine the pain you and your leadership team would go through if you attended the funeral of a child and a mother or father asked you, Brian Tome, why would you open up Crossroads? You can't handle that issue because it would be completely unfair. It would be That would be awful, Bill, completely awful. And um, I think we are adjusting. You mentioned the mask. I went into a store this morning, and I forgot my mask in the truck. But I, and I went in, oh, I've got my mask. Said, oh, we have extra ones. So she, get, she put this mask on me. She gave it to me. I put it on, and I'm walking. I'm about like five paces in, and I realize, doggone it, this mask doesn't bother me as much as it did three weeks ago. Right. And right. I was like, am I getting used to this? Yes. I don't. I don't yes. want to get used to a mask, but at no. the same time, we're already acclimating, and that's why I'm saying now that we're even acclimating to the things that are different. I don't think we're going to go back, man. I, no. I I really don't. I mean, when you go over to China and those folks have got masks Always. on over there all the time, it's ridiculous. 
I don't think, know. Are, are we going to be like that? Yes. I, uh, I think we're, I don't think we're going to change. When you said two or three months ago, everything has changed. Everything is different. The practice of religion now is completely different. The normal may not occur. I, maybe if we get a mar- miracle vaccine from AstraZeneca or five, uh, Johnson, if we get a miracle vaccine and we get Rendemosphere or something, maybe. But I think American has changed. I'm going to remember that answer you gave me two months ago for years to come. Are you saying, Bill, that I was right? Because I remember you were not happy with me. Are you saying that I was right? You said I was depressing you. I want to go on, on record. I want you to go on record. Are you saying that I was right? We're kind of up against the clock right now, so <laughs> I'm take a break. But, Dude. Brian, as we talked about 25 minutes ago, you asked me, what are we going to talk about? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I said, let's find out. And here we are. But, Brian, thank you for coming on. I'll say this. You were absolutely correct, without question. Well, I, I, I wish I could say that makes me feel good. It doesn't make me feel good because it sucks. I wish I was wrong way back when, and I wish I was wrong about what I'm saying right now about how long haul this is. My, my, the verse I'll leave everybody with, here's a verse, a Bible verse for you, Isaiah 43. It says, forget the former things. Don't you see I'm doing a new things? That's what it says. Forget the former things. Don't you see a new thing is coming forth? Do you not perceive it? I would just encourage all of, all of our listeners I'm I'm dealing with low grade depression right now, Bill. I am, and um, and I just got to forget the former things, the way my life was. I just got to forget it. I got to start stop complaining about it, and I got to see there's new things right now that God's doing, new opportunities for us to have a different kind of life, new ways for us to talk with people and support one another, and. I just think the more we dwell and the more anger we have over the former way of life we had, the more depressed and angry and angst we're going to be. I just encourage us, just forget it, man. Forget it. We've got to go forward and not keep clutching, though, the way life was six months ago. Brian Tome, thank you. And God's serenity prayer is one I often say. May God give me the strength to change the things I can change, the patience to accept the things I cannot change, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Brian Tome, you're a great American, and thank you again for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. Thank you. My pleasure, William. Brian Tome, Crossroads. Let's continue. 700 WLW. Former top pick of the Reds, and oh, this is hammered high and deep and gone. Oh, my goodness. First swing of his major league career. And Tyler Stevenson hits an absolute bomb to dead center. Oh, my goodness. Mama, you got to be losing your mind right now. That was a long, far one. Hello. 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 <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Oh, you bonehead. Seg, I spoke to the Cowboy about uh, 12.07, about an hour and a half ago, talking about thunder and lightning, the Bulldogs, the attitude you must win, much like Thomas Funeral Home, Wilson Freight forwarding. We always knew we were going to win. We had Jim Wall, had Billy Bean, we had Bill Bishop, we had Dennis Buchard, we had Tim O'Connell, we had the Hammers, we had Jerry Irvin, we had the Hammers, we knew we were going to win. When I watched the Reds play... 
they know they're going to lose. <laughs> and both teams are right. Well, maybe it's time for you to go down there and. Um, well, maybe. I, I, I'm going to. Would get, you? Will you be? Would you? Who I'm would available. you have to get per- permission to to talk to the team? I think Rob he, nobody, Manfred. Maybe. Nobody. Nobody else could get in. Tony Fauci. Well, maybe what you do is uh, conference call. You zoom. You zoom with the team. They need something. They need a kick in the ass. More than that, they have to know how to win. And where is the moose? Is the moose loose? Is the moose in COVIDville? Where Don't in the know. Hell, where's the moose? Don't know. What about Senzel? Don't know. What about Joe Burrow? He's he's a very rich young man. Give me an update. Uh, let's see, Willie. The Stooge Report is a proud service of your local Tempstar heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar, quality you can feel in beautiful southeastern Indiana. Call Joe Eckstein at Eckstein Heating and Cooling at 812-932-2026. Sports. Number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, has agreed in principle today, Willie, to a $36.1 million contract with the Bengals. How much? Pending $36.1 million. Pending a physical later this week, according to ESPN. Let's get physical. Looks like he's going to sign on Thursday. Uh, Burrow will receive 100% of a $23.9 million signing bonus. Signing bonus. Within 15 days of executing the contract. 23 mil within 15 days for signing his name. Wouldn't you just like to have a... I'd bring my own pen if I could sign my name for 23 million bucks, wouldn't you? So he makes just a little annual salary, but he's largely paid up front. Bingo. Receiver T. Higgins is uh, the lone uh, draft pick that's unsigned. What, uh, what Training what? camp began today. First up for the players is four days of COVID-19 test testing, yeah. which I'm sure they're really loving that. Got a popsicle stick stuck up your nose to the back of your brain. Pull something out. Kind of like this show every day. Uh, Aaron Hancock, the uh, head football coach at Wyoming High School, last season led the Cowboys to a Division Four state runner-up finish. Been named today the 2019 season winner of the Paul Brown Excellence in Coaching Award. That also goes with a $7,500 donation to Wyoming's athletic department. That's good. That's good. Uh, Ravens and former Bengals offensive tackle Andre Smith decided to opt out of playing the 2020 season in the NFL because of the COVID-19. Five or six Patriots said today, we're not playing either. Uh Uh-oh. So what there you about go. Tom Brady? You see an elite quarterback with Tampa oh Bay? My Lordy. I guess he's going to play. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alec Mills up against Tyler Malley tonight. The Reds and Cubs try it again. Coverage 540 with Lance and the Arnell Carriers inside pitch. Kelsey Chevrolet extra inning show after the game. How many hits did the Reds have in the ninth inning last night? None. So it's you know the Reds bullpen last night, Willie. With uh, let's see, this is a pretty good line if you're a pitcher. Seven and a third innings, four hits, two runs, a walk, three hit batters, and ten strikeouts. Now, let me tell you this. The Reds game last night, the first game with eight total hit batsmen since July 31st, 1897. Louisville v. St. Louis in baseball. And the third all-time, that's from Joel Luckup, the master, the king of stats. Can I say something that would have saved the Reds game last night? They could have gotten a key hit from somebody. When I played for the Thomas Funeral Home, we uh-huh. will bury you. We won the Class C knothole title. Oh, yeah? We were told by Gordon Veterino, if yep. in a critical situation, yep. like the bases are loaded, Bunt. and the ball is thrown at you, don't move. Joey Votto last night, 
Well, he moved. You're right. If he had not and moved. Wait, and also Philip Irvin, he swung at ball four. Now, if I'm Gordon Veterino. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill this point yeah and joey Votto, who makes 25 million dollars a year is take one for the team i do not move in my mind i'm not moving right in the ribs and the score then would have been eight to eight and who knows what would have happened maybe suarez might have gotten hit for a change for the first time (laughs) in 2020 and so what i'm saying one at one or two so far suarez doesn't have a hit thought he got one the other day no he's zero on sunday zero he doesn't have a hit oh Saying, and I'm saying, Joey Votto. How about David Bell saying, Joey Votto? Remember what Gordon Veterino would have said for the Thomas Funeral Home, which is, if the ball is thrown at you, do not move. He gets an RBI, the Reds tie the game, and the entire course of the season has changed. Why didn't Votto take one for the team? I don't know, Willie. He wanted to get out of the way of it. Why? I guess, you know. I don't know. Why? We'll have to ask him. You can't ask him. Nobody. Well, that's true. You're right. You, you can't ask him. Also, Willie, uh, let's see. The Yankees in Philadelphia have been uh, postponed tonight amid the virus concerns there. But the Phillies came back. No uh, no problem at all. But, but in a team vote, a vast majority of Washington National players have voted against going to Miami for their three-game weekend series or their three-game series this weekend. So it's all so up to Major game. League Baseball if they're playing or not. So the Nats are saying, "Nah, Bubba, nah, we're not going. We're not going to Miami." Oh my lord! Like that song says, "Welcome to Miami" with uh, what's his name, uh, Will Smith. Yeah, uh, uh-uh. uh. The Nationals. Wait a minute, no, no, say Nationals. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. The the World Series champs, right. the Nats, right, are scheduled to play a three-game set in Miami. And a party on South Beach. And this song's not going to play on the bus. I can guarantee you that. Let the music say. Crank it. Can y'all feel that? Can y'all feel that? Jig it out. Here I am in the place where I come let go. In Miami, the Scherzer singing this. So you're saying right now right. that Nationals have voted Against. not to play three scheduled games in Miami. We're not going. Now what do you do? Well, it's all up to baseball now to see what the deal is. Hit the music again, Matt. They're not staying. Miami. 
Uh, the Indianapolis Indians, Willie. Here we go again. The former Indian. AAA affiliate of the Reds have announced their formation of a committee to explore a possible name change. Why is the word Indian insulting? Just Indian. I'm just saying. One might say Redskin. Okay. But if you're a brave, an Indian, a Black Hawk, why is the mere expression of that word a problem? That's the world we live in. Uh, Super Bowl winning, uh, uh, Super Bowl winning Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes is now an owner of a baseball franchise. He has become part owner of the Royals. He's the youngest owner in sports what? history. Would Joe Burrow buy some of the Reds? I don't know. He's got enough money. Not really. <laughs> uh, let's see. FC Cincinnati. You're saying the, Patrick Mahomes? Patrick is not- Mahomes is now a, a, owner? a part owner of the Kansas City Royals. Uh, you're saying things now that are just... So you're saying a National League baseball team has voted not to play a three-game series. Correct. And you're telling that, that was an from NFL Ken quarterback... Ro- Ken Rosenthal on Twitter. Who's 25 years old, has bought an ownership interest in the Kansas City Royals baseball team. Correct. Well, he's looking toward the future. You know, kids and everything. Please continue. FC Cincinnati and Portland Timbers tonight, Willie, in the knockout round of the MLS's back tourney. Match time tonight in Orlando, 10.30 p.m. You know, Cincinnatus, that controlled Rome with an iron grip. They, they think, have a statue of him downtown? Don't Weren't there a lot of slaves in Rome at the time? Yeah. Cincinnatus? Don't, don't tell Cincinnati. me we got to change the name of the city. Bingo. What, to Cunning, uh, the, what, Cunningham? What, Willieville? Willieville. <laughs> Willieville. So you're saying uh-huh. that the Nationals will not play baseball. Well, they voted not to play, so it's up oh. to baseball. Baseball might tell them, get your you-know-what oh. to Miami, and they may say, nah, blah, blah, nah, and then what do you do? The players have more power than they think. Correct. And a lot of players today are about maybe eight to ten, eight, eight players have opted out of playing in the NFL season. And Five of them, at least, have been the, from the New England Patriots. And NH, NHL has no positive tests. Correct. The That's, NBA has no positive tests, except for that. So what do you do? Put you put the you put the NFL in a bubble. Where are you going to put eighty football players? Where are you going to put baseball teams in can't a bubble? Do it. Where are you going to put them in a bubble? How about the NBA player that went to a strip club to get some chicken wings? Well, probably the only place open at night. He was getting. You think of that? Maybe probably. everybody every place else was was uh, you know. Might, I mean, he might have got a breast or two. They were also. closed. Well, you wanted a so breast he, and a chicken wing. Well. Don't we all? Goes to a strip club. Got a thigh, too, while he was at it. So now he's I, don't, I don't know. Maybe there was a special. And now he's Is suspended. that Attorney General Barr walking out? It feels like a pincushion. By the way, way, they're, way they're talking to that man today, you ought to sue him. When Eric Holder said, I'm Obama's wingman, that was good. When Barr says, I'm no one's swingman, that's bad. Yes. Explain that to me. I can't. Not that smart. No. Ain't that the truth. Segment, get me out of the Stooge Report as we worry about the Nationals voting not to play three baseball games. Willie, in honor of a a beautiful Tuesday in the Tri-State. And DeWine is coming up. Joe Burrow is a rich man. Is he going to buy part of the Reds? Reds and Cubs tonight. We got upcoming after you, the Governor Mike DeWine, your friend. Andy Bashir coming up, what, at four? And then maybe the President at five. How about this? What a lineup. Uh, a friend of mine says, uh, let's call Vo- Voto Chokey Voto. He's the least <laughs> clutch big-time player in Major League Baseball history. The least clutch. He's not exactly Tony Perez when it comes to key situations. 
someone might ask him that. Of course, no one can talk to him, and you can't even see him. Correct. Other than that, we're good to go. We, we, yep. I, I would say tell David Bell I'd like to talk with him, but you can't even get a message to him, right? No. All right, get me out of the stooge report. The governor I just did. is next. Wait yep. a minute. I want to say one thing. Release the Kraken. Brother, it is time for the mortals to pay. My child waits to do your will. Release the Kraken. There you go, right now. When they, will, will they... they will next year in Seattle. When will they release the Kraken? Next year in Seattle in the National Hockey League. He says... Mortals must pay. That's what the Cubs are going to start doing tonight. Yeah. The Cubs are going to pay. Yeah. David Ross and all the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, pay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Release the Kraken. Yeah, release them, Reds. Mm. Let's continue. Wine with the wine continues <laughs> on News Radio 700 WLW. All right, Rocky, your buddy Mike DeWine is still answering questions and. I guess the takeaway is child care providers can return to normal on August 9th. Plus, uh, it appears that uh, the fares, the fares are like spiked. That's it for the fares. No more. Of course, I don't go to a lot of You ever go to a fair? Yeah, I go to the Harvest Home Fair. Go to fair? Um, you know, all the St. I don't James go to a lot of fair, fairs. St. Ignatius. I don't um, go to a lot of them, but uh, that's the big takeaway. But he was asking a fungent question about, well, how come football players beginning in a few days, can roll around in the dirt, and these other fires are shut down, but football players, and he had a nice answer that didn't, made no sense, but it sounded like he was, it was, good. He was we're, we're walking, confident. we're slowly proceeding, good. and so you have some facts and figures. No, I was just looking, this is specific to uh, Kentucky, and obviously the Governor Bashir just announced the mandate, uh, restaurants and bars have to have 25% occupancy, freestanding bars are just closed, period. So I was looking, okay, what does the data say? What does the data say that would bring this on? So I, I looked at the, the cases over the last seven days. Okay, you would think, okay, there must have been a humongous spike in cases to shut down the whole entire state. Well, the only two counties that looked like they had like a pretty significant increase was Bell County and Harlan County, which are in the very bottom southeast. Bell state, and Harlan. Like touching Tennessee. And they had 41 cases per 100,000 and 44 cases per Hundred thousand, okay. Where at the same time, Boone County, Kenton County, and Campbell County had ten cases per hundred thousand. Ten. So you could make the argument: Look, maybe okay. There's kind of a big outbreak in Bell and Harlan. We better shut the restaurants down there. But does the data tell you, Willie, that the whole entire state needs to be shut down? No. When Kenton County, Campbell, no. and Boone are having 10 cases per 100,000, not 10 deaths per 100,000, 10 cases and per 100,000. And probably 100, no death. I would think no deaths or maybe one death. Kenton someone... County has not had a death since June. Kenton County. He's not yeah, had a death yeah. since June. Uh, I'm watching. Uh, Boone County has had one death in the last week. So if you take the three counties. Since June 1st, has there been a total of one or two deaths yes. in the last eight weeks? Yes. And so you're a bar owner, Walt's Hitching Post, one of your right. favorite places. And Johnny Arnsberger is coming on here at 3.30. You're over there. I love that place. It's my favorite place. Yeah. And then he's following the rules. Well, I was just there two weeks ago. and walked. I brought my pregnant wife, right? Getting, getting ready to have She's birth really in like pregnant four too. weeks. Yeah, so walked in. Everybody's distance out. Everyone has masks on. They're screen, cleaning, scrubbing the place. It was like the safest place in the world. Not one time was I... Like, boy, this I don't feel good about this. But yeah. who made the choice to go there? 
And who made the choice to stay there? You. You Me. looked around. I, looked I around. went to Dewey's Pizza last night. It was like being in my mother's arms. I said, I'm safe as can be. So how do you shut down Walt's Hitching Post and all the places are Mainstrasse Village? I, I looked some of the bartenders saying, wait a minute. I'm following all the rules. Doing everything. I'm doing everything you told me to. I got the plexiglass up. We've spent all these resources. We have people walk around making sure, hey, you know, we're scrubbing this down. Can can we get you a mat? All that sort of thing. We've done everything you told me to do, and now you're still shutting me down. Oh, and by the way, we've had ten cases per hundred thousand in the last week. That's the cause to shut down the entire state restaurant industry. Why is he doing this? I don't understand it. It's now, an absence well, of reality. You could say because Dr. Burks. Uh, he came in and scared the crap out of him. She did. She came in and said, but, I mean, why would he say, look, okay, I'm looking at our state here, and I see Bell County and Harlan County way down there near Tennessee. They've had a little spike here in the last Focus you know, on them. Go get them. Go get them. See go what's going on. Go send some resources down there. Maybe we got to have them shut down for two weeks. But the entire state, including Kenton, Campbell, and Boone, I don't I don't. Rob I don't Sanders see coming on in 20, 30 minutes or He's so? He's coming on with us here at the 305 to talk about the Paige, Paige Johnson that's case. That's another issue. Ten-year cold case, and they 17-year-old they, mother killed. And they, awful. They, Fine. But why, why does he get away with it? Why? And I have the stats from the CDC on Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky in the seasonal flu has 707 deaths. So far, Kentucky is 703 with COVID, less than the seasonal. The average across the whole state of Kentucky, there's a hundred, there's 15 deaths per 100,000, half in nursing homes. So since January, there's been seven deaths per 100,000 in Kentucky in the general population. Seven. Right. And it's, and Bashir is on a holy crusade. Quit growing tobacco. Quit making bourbon. bourbon. Get rid of that stuff. Get rid of it. Because if you're, if you're a holy jihad to make sure you don't get people killed, don't you make choices? And so, really, statistically, Kentucky is in the middle to end of the pack, which is a good place to be with COVID-19. They have a positivity rate of 2.5%. 2.5%. And of that, 0.2% have died. This is just being positive relative to testing. These restaurants can't survive this you way. You know this. You've been in the restaurant industry. A long time, and you, you get your inventory. Each Woolies restaurant had about $20,000 in inventory. So every week, you would order $20,000. A week later, it was gone. Then on Monday, you put in your order Saturday, Sunday, comes Monday. So what do these restaurants do when they have $20,000 of inventory? that they have, they have fresh products they have to sell, they throw it all out. They had to throw it all at the beginning, and now they can't get it in. Where usually a, a steak or a box of uh, asparagus Chicken or whatever wings. costs this amount, now it costs and double uh, that why, is, why does it cost double? I, I don't know. i got to find out when we talk to Donnie at 335, but it's a, it's a supply chain issue, a shipping issue sort of thing. And and then they pass. And they on. did everything they were supposed to do. Not, they were nothing not, wrong. And there's no problem. I said, "Ah, screw you. We're letting everybody in 100 percent." No, none of that. No problem in Northern Kentucky. The problem isn't here. I had on Rob about three weeks ago who said that they hadn't had a death. That they don't see it. They don't understand it. They don't feel it. If you're in Hamilton County walking around, there's a there's a pall on the land. But in reality, Hamilton County has plenty of beds available. We had 34,000 beds in Ohio. And the governor just said there's a thousand. COVID patients in 34,000 beds. Currently. Well, currently. Currently. A thousand? currently. Okay. Well, is yeah. that, I won't say no, it's okay. there's 6,000 ICU beds too. I, have we even total had 6,000 people in, in the no. ICU? I don't think so. No. No, the number total was about 2,200 total in seven months. We got plenty of capacity. Three times the amount total. And that's not even presently. There's not 
two thousand people presently in the ICU. No, not, no, no it's, it's, it's in the two to three hundred category, and we have plenty of availability. And the hospitals are decimated right now, losing a million dollars a day. They lost for months because the governor wouldn't Laying let them open. Off. Yeah, and, and so and here we are again. Is Notre Dame going to play football? I don't know. They can't. They're not having the uh, first presidential debate. I'm sure you saw that. that that's they, your school, Notre Dame. I think politics had more to do with that because they're going to Case Western Cleveland Clinic. And what about the Nationals voting to cancel? The players voted to cancel a three-game series in Miami. We're not playing. We're not going to Miami. The inmates are running the asylum. What do you do then? <laughs> and Major League Baseball said we're suspending the Miami Marlins until further notice. We don't know what to do. It'll be weeks, 14 days at least, right? They can't play. Well, FC Dallas also didn't play in, in the MLS. They didn't play in the tournament either. And let's face it, Marlins aren't doing nothing anyway. It's not as if, but the Nationals I mean, the Nationals like to could beat look up at on them. Say, I was going to say, they could look at it they and say, here's a couple easy wins here. And here's the thing, too. Do you not think the dugouts have been scrubbed oh like a hundred times a day yes, down there? Yes, yes, yes. They've gone overboard to do that. It's probably the safest dugout in Major League Baseball to be right now. But they don't the want to go to Miami because they're, they're scared, they're spooked, they're frightened. They don't know what to do. And I have the statistics from other I, pandemics, I which that. are completely... Have them change in the hotel room before the game. Okay, it's a little bit of an inconvenience. If you're worried about the locker room and the facilities... Change in the hotel, wear your uniform, you know, drive to the stadium. Just like when I played for Burnett Pontiac. Right, when you played for you, Burnett Pontiac. You get dressed right. at home, you, your mom drives you there. <laughs> I, I, get a, get, don't take an Uber. Get some sanitized vehicle, g- g- go to the, the ballpark, walk through the, go onto the field and play ball. I, I've just never been a, we got to cancel it, guy. We got to find a way. There, there's a way to do this. Okay, to but be they, safe they don't want to and, do that. But why is it just canceled? And the Nationals have their own plane. It makes no lo- it's no logical sense. They, they don't fly. They don't get on the middle seat on a Delta jet. <laughs> no, they I, have their own plane. Trust me, I've been on a team charter. No it's one's squeezing into the... No. Everyone has <laughs> own plane. You can dress. Maybe fly in the day of the game. The NFL is saying, according to this morning, yeah. they may fly in the day of the game. So if you play it two, change the game time maybe to two or three, you fly in. Get off the plane, go straight to the stadium, no hotel, no boom, hotel. play it, get right Maybe back get on the dressed, plane. Maybe get dressed on the plane. I don't know. Get off the <laughs> whatever, plane. Whatever. Go into the stadium, and then what do you do on the field, though? You're going to be, you know, uh, just, chops to chops with people all day mucus, long. Mucus, blood, guts, everything. And then what? Don't take a shower. Go back to the plane and go home. I mean, come on, Find man. You're too young to remember the last pandemic, 68, 69. I wasn't born. Yeah, there was articles going on. We had Woodstock. It was nobody even suggested to shut down schools. Don't don't go to work. No one even said that. It's simply there was a few articles saying be a little more careful. There's a bad flu out there. So Woodstock happened with a half a million of friends like you running around naked in the mud. It's a 24-hour news cycle, Willie. I mean, what it, what is it? And by that's, the that's numbers, it. that's 275,000 dead Americans with the number 6869. Maybe that mixed in with the Vietnam War. But, but nonetheless, it wasn't a big deal at Xavier. Nobody handed out. No one handed out a mask. You simply were they encouraged. They didn't cancel classes. No. And have- no, nobody. Online learning. No, no. How about 1918, 1919? 2.2 million Americans died pro rata. And what happened? We won the World Series, right? Nobody even talked about it. But now, snowflakes. We're all snowflakes because 
Of you, Rocky. You're Good the, for me. You. What did I do? I didn't do anything. Stay tuned for Rob Sanders, uh, 700 WLW. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.